0: Book Guys show is brought to you by Audible. Go to audibletrial.com slash bookguys and get a free audiobook just for signing up for a free trial. Ah, Happy New Year, Book Guys. We are back again, 2014. My name is Paul the Book Guy, also known as, there you go, joined by the one and only Sir How you doing, Jimmy?
1: I'm doing great. Also known as Sir Jimmy.
0: Yeah. Sir Jimmy, also known as Sir Jimmy. <laughs> hey, hey, I'm a little rusty. It's been a whole year. It has been. <laughs> and uh, we don't have a jingle for him, but hang on. Uh, I'm going to try to do this. Science. Craig Damlo. How you doing, Craig? Good. How are you doing? Very good, sir. So happy New Year. I know it's been a while. We've uh, not been able to do a show for a while. It's mostly my fault.
1: <laughs> there's a lot of things going on in Canada.
0: Yeah, the Canadian. We have some issues going on. But we are back. We're going to do an informal show today. We're just going to talk about some of the books we read and uh, make some recommendations. So how are things in North Carolina? Sir Jimmy, anything new on your uh, nightstand or your Kindle?
1: Yeah, I've, I've got a couple of books stacked up here. I just ordered uh, a few more. But this one here, the last book that I read, which I guess we'll talk about now or later is a. Uh, it's, it's called the mushroom um, hey, hang on, on the, the trail. Try that again. Underground... Sorry,
0: sorry, sorry, sir Jim. You got to go back. What's it called?
1: It's called the Mushroom Hunters on the Trail of an Underground America um, by a guy named Langdon Cook, and that uh, was performed by a guy named Kevin R. Free. It, it's about some dude that uh, gets caught up in. This whole underground uh, scene of people searching for wild mushrooms and and selling them.
0: Now, now, if you poke the mushroom and it's blue, that's the ones you want, right?
1: I think you want the red ones with the little white specks on the top.
0: Okay, <laughs> is that what's that's what Super Mario was always after?
1: Yes, and Alice
0: <laughs> and Gargamel from the the, the Smurfs. <laughs>
1: yeah. Love Gargamel.
0: I love that that's whole. Ever. That was a children's story, and here is this wizard. And all he wants are the mushrooms. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, so what's the story about? Uh, it's, it is a, of course a nonfiction, and he's uh, going across the United States and looking for mushrooms.
1: Yeah, it's my, this guy's based. You know, he's, this guy lives in the, the up there where Mister Damlo does in the Pacific Northwest, and he uh, just happens on to a, a guy that he meets and and finds out what he does. And he's interested in, I mean, the guy likes to eat mushrooms and, you know, he, he doesn't realize that some of the stuff he's been getting at, there's people who actually go out into the woods and find these things. And oh yes, there's, it's like a whole different, a culture of these people. It's, you know, it's like, a, almost like a magician. You know, you try to get a magician to tell you how a trick is done. That's probably easier than getting a mushroom picker. To tell you where they go to pick the mushrooms.
0: You know, uh, folks that have uh, grown up near, you know, forests and wilderness and are into that whole thing. Like uh, my best friend Terry's uh, father-in-law, the Jerry, as we call him, the Jerry. Uh, whenever we're up at the cottage, cad- the cottage, as we say in Canada, uh, he'll he'll be out in the forest and be like, "Oh, this good mushroom." And he'll just clip them off. He say, "This good in salad, you know." that one, no good. You trip out.
1: You know? And that's one of the things about the the book. I almost wish it was like a video uh, so that you can tell what are, you know, what are mushrooms that you can eat and what ones you can't. But even everybody just warns you about, right. you know, going out and picking mushrooms and you take a book with them, you identify something, they say, still don't eat it. Yeah. You know, the only only way you should ever go out pick a mushroom and eat it is if somebody well, you goes know what, with
0: you. Jimmy, that's a city dweller. like someone like the Jerry uh who grew, who grew up in Poland. To them, they, they would hunt the forest and find they knew which mushrooms you could grab, like right off a tree, you know, clip them off, and yeah. they knew they knew which ones were edible. So they could go spend 20 minutes in the forest and come back with enough mushrooms to make, you know, like a mushroom pasta dinner. Yeah.
1: I mean, there, there's ones that grow on trees. There's ones, most, most of the ones that uh, these people are seeking, like, uh, they grow under trees, like chanterelles. And uh, there's a, a mushroom that was really popular in Japan. Uh, but in Japan, they had, they had all these forests that were just pine trees. Right. And underneath of the pine trees is where these things would grow.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And that actually, that's another thing. Ask me about Christmas. But uh, they decimated all their forests and all these things are gone and somebody comes over to the Pacific Northwest the United States and sees a a a mushroom that's so similar and it's it's the same type of mushroom, just a different variety, you know, it's like you know, it's it's like a different kind of coyote, but it's still a coyote and right. they're, they're they're picking these things and sending them over during the just the gangbang years. Of Japan when they're buying up all our golf courses and hotels and stuff, and they're they get up to like five to six hundred dollars a pound. Wow, for mushrooms.
0: So so so, Jimmy, is the book handy for someone that wants to go out and hunt some wild mushrooms, or?
1: I don't know. It's uh, this actually came from our friends at Brilliance Audio. It's on a it's one CD that I listened to. Actually, I took it threw it in the, my. Laptop, threw it on my iPod and listened to it. it. It really doesn't give you any information about what to go and pick. Right, nothing right. like that. But right. it makes you want to know that. As a matter of fact, I even I reached out to the guy who's the head of all of the, uh, the, the fungus at the Duke University here in North Carolina, emailed him, <laughs> asked him a question, just like, hey, what, what kind of mushroom can I go out this time of year and try to pick?
0: I did did so the duca noted. fungus help you out? He, the fungus
1: guy, he said, this is not the time to go look. He right. said, you might be able to find this and that, but, you know, wait until the spring when it warms up. And if we have, like, this year was a wet year, this was, like, the king of all years right. for, for mushrooms. Well, that's the thing but, with uh,
0: mushrooms, Jimmy. Like, I mean, it's not, okay, like, you might luck, uh, no, I was going to say luck out, <laughs> but you you might uh, be unfortunate and get a mushroom that, you know, makes you high for 20 hours but but there are a lot of mushrooms out in the forest that if you eat one, you're either going to be on the toilet for a week or you might keel over. Yeah. So I, I've always been against like you know picking wild mushrooms.
1: Yeah yeah I I, I I'd be scared to death. I, I find mushrooms growing up here around the house and you know in, in the yard and in the back near the woods. I have no idea how to identify them, but um, <laughs> there, there's there's a few that um, are special. And those ones, all right, then we'll go back to the story about uh, Christmas. Um,
0: yeah, tell us about the Christmas story. Come on.
1: All right. The, the presents under the tree. These, you know, the Super Mario mushroom, the one, the psychedelic mushroom right. that you think of with the red cap and the little dots. The
0: little white dots, Those yeah. grow
1: underneath of a tree that looks like a Christmas tree. Right. And that is like the present under the tree. And it's, it's red and it's white. Hey, what color is Santa's outfit? Right. And all this stuff sort of ties together. There's a neat little part of the book where that, that comes in, and I, don't, I won't ruin it for anybody. But no,
0: I'm thinking they, they don't grow in Canada because I've, you know, when, when I was a kid, mostly I did winter camping. I mean, w- uh, winter hiking for like two weeks where you're in the wilderness for two weeks, and I've done summer camping, and I've never seen the, the Super Mario type mushroom ever with my own no, eyes. No, me neither
2: yeah no I haven't I mean we have a ton of mushrooms here I mean we've seen purple and all kinds of weird ones but I've never seen that uh, classic red and white dotted one
0: and what's the name of the book again sir Jimmy?
2: The Mushroom Hunters on
1: the Trail of an Underground America this guy pretty much gets in with all these people who are mushroom hunters people who one guy was like uh, in in, uh, the service for 20 years and he got out of the service and this is what he's done he's He's goes through these series of, of really crappy used uh, Chevy Astro vans that right. he uses because it's <laughs> like the perfect mushroom uh, collecting device and
0: man I, I hate Chevy Astro vans because I got stuck in Detroit ones because of a broken down Astro van
1: Hey you know they're big in Japan that's they got a real there's like a whole another not mushroom culture but there's a Chevy Astro van culture just Google Japan. Chevy Astro, and they pimp these things (laughs) out like crazy.
0: Nice,
2: nice. (laughs) Really, the Japanese into something weird. What are the odds? Can you believe it?
0: (laughs) (laughs) You know, uh, Sir Jimmy, uh, the folks, nice folks at Brilliance Audio and all the other nice folks who send us um, sort of pre-books, stuff before it comes out, they've always made a fortune off me because they usually send CDs, and I don't own a, a CD Walkman anymore, and, and I thought that now that they're all sending us MP3 discs, you know, it's so much easier to get it on your iPod or your Android device. Yeah. That's not true. I still it's got It's not easy. Now, it's not easy at it's all. It's still not easy. Uh, so, so I still had to convert this uh, MP3 CD, the last one I got, to my Android. And I said, oh, screw it. I'll just buy it on Audible. So they're, they're making money off me regardless.
1: Oh, sure. I mean, I I would pay for convenience.
0: (laughs) Yes, exactly. So even though I did get a complimentary copy of this, I did eventually buy it. Guess what the topic is, Sir Jimmy? I bought it anyways. Uh, 33?
1: (laughs) 33
0: or Doctor Who? Yeah. So I'm going to hit the number four. Here we go. Science fiction. Uh, There's my last uh, listen. It was Doctor Who, A History by alan kistler and he narrates it it's 11 hours if you're a fan check it out even i in those 11 hours there was at least half an hour of stuff i didn't know so even for an, an uber nerd like me i had a lot of fun uh he reads his own work pet peeve of mine they still left a couple of flubs in the audiobook narration so he, he screwed up a couple of pronunciations and whatever, and you know, it, it just didn't get cut out in the editing process. So that kind he of screwed but, you know,
1: up a couple of pronunciations. Yeah,
0: you know, you know me, I'm anal. So, <laughs> uh, you know, that, that whole, uh, yeah. Uh, th- that and the other one I listened to uh, during the New Year was The Eyes of the Dragon by Stephen King. The only Stephen King work I hadn't listened to, I didn't even know it existed. Uh, This is before the Dark Tower, uh, but it does include the character of Flag, who is the bad guy in pretty much every Stephen King novel. Uh, And and it's about a small kingdom somewhere. Uh, Lots of fun. I'm going to be posting a review somewhere on the site soon for that. And I'm still going to get into the Rama sequels, because you got me into that, Sir Jimmy. Yeah. I didn't know there were sequels to Rendezvous with Rama.
1: Yeah, yeah, they I, came. They came much later, but they're they're yeah. every bit as intriguing. You know, I'm getting ready to hollow out my first Stephen King book.
0: Oh, is it Under the Dome?
1: It's not. <laughs> it's oh. and, and honestly, I I'm sitting there trying to think of it. I can I'm embarrassed. I don't even know what the title is. It's it's a you know big giant thick red and white book.
0: Okay, because if it was Under the Dome, you could probably fit two Glocks and a, a shit ton of ammunition into it. That is a huge book. We
2: actually. Was, did... he, he had another one that was even bigger than that that came out before Under the Dome.
0: Well, I don't know. 112263. I have it here. Hang on. Can you hear this? Yeah. You could kill someone with this book.
2: I saw that one at the used bookstore.
0: It's about three inches wide, but Under the Dome is
2: wider. Huh. Well, it doesn't work. I tried uh, searching for Stephen King novels by weight. And it just brings up thinner, which was not one of his bigger. (laughs) That's funny.
0: We actually did have uh, uh, Bob Hobbs, former police officer in Toronto. He did come on the show. I think it was episode like 20 or something. And he did a review under the dome. And he said it could be qualified as a deadly weapon. That's how big it was. Absolutely. (laughs) Now, Mr. Damlo, long time no see. We haven't done an EBS in a while. We will soon. I'm fired up. Is there anything on your uh, nightstand, Kindle, Android device?
2: Uh, Yeah, you know, actually two. I I read uh, State of Fear just before the holidays, um, which was uh, one of Michael Crichton's last books, which never got a lot of good press. And I don't think it ever will uh, because of the topic uh, in regards to, you know, that the whole environmental movement – Well, it's that the whole environmental movement's orchestrated. And, uh, you know, he puts a lot of good uh, evidence forward. And he does it in an interesting way. I mean, he goes way over the top with the way they're manipulating the weather and the data to, you know, they're actually doing terrorist acts. But uh, it's still a very interesting book. And uh, uh, I think either side of the argument you're on, if if you're right or wrong, you should – uh, check out the book just to kind of see the way uh, different people look at it. Uh, is this on then, paper? Uh, or is this on plastic? Or is this on CD? Audible? I, do do? I read it I read it on the Kindle. Uh, but uh, I'm sure it's on paper somewhere. By the way, that Craig, I, me. I, I'm, I'm <laughs> going to do a, a public service announcement. Me.
0: Public service announcement time. If you want any of the book guys to read your book, your best chance is Audio format. <laughs> yes. We're, <laughs> yes so, exactly. we're so forward. I mean, audio format. How many of us have time to sit down and read a, one of these? A Dead yeah. Tree book or even a Kindle book to sit and stare at a screen or a book. I don't have the time. But
1: All day long, I'm scrubbing toilets and I can't be <laughs> holding you know, a book in the other hand.
0: So you know what, Sir Jamie, even in the print industry, I feel like I'm scrubbing toilets all day long. (laughs) But I can listen. I can either, when no one's around in the studio or in the shop, I'll pump the audio book out through like you know eighty three thousand gigawatts. Yeah. Or I'll put my headphones on and I'll listen to a book while I'm doing boring work. But I don't have it time. It has to be boring
1: if it's, if, it's yeah. if it requires even any amount of attention. Oh you yes. lose focus you on the book do. and you have to back up. Yeah, it's got to be it's got to be total just zombie. Yeah,
0: work. Or, or if you're on a long drive or a commute on the subway yes. or in a car, same thing. I can get an extra two books a weekend just on my commute.
2: Yeah, see, and I guess I'm the odd man out because I don't like audio books because I'm never somewhere long enough to listen to it. With the only what exception about, of uh,
1: when you're flying to Iceland.
2: Well, that's what I was going to say. I spent a lot of time in airplanes, and so, I, but then I like to read. I don't know. It's uh, it, like there's too many. Well, there's too many distractions on the plane of people getting up and down, whatever's on the big screen uh, flickering, and uh, if if I'm reading on the you know on the Kindle, my eyes are locked into that into that, and I can ignore uh, what else is going on around me.
1: And people around you know what you're doing and they leave you the hell alone.
2: Yeah. That well, is, well, is reason, I, I find the know? problem
0: with the Kindle and the Android and all that, any glowing screen, I can't handle for more than an hour. My eyes get tired and cross-eyed. Uh, I'd, I'd much rather read a dead, you know, dead tree book for two yeah, see, hours. Yes, I don't have that
2: problem with e-paper. I can't read on an iPad or a computer yeah, screen for very long. No. But on like, my backlit Kindle... I can read it uh, for a long time and it doesn't bother my eyes at all.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm still ashamed to call myself the book guy or one of the book guys and not have an e-ink screen. So I should probably remedy that in the new year.
1: Yeah, well, you know, to each his own.
0: (laughs) Pretty much, pretty much.
2: Well, yeah, other than that, I've been reading, uh, i almost done with it, a book, uh, a perfect book for flying. It's uh, Black Box Inside the World's Worst Air Crashes. Um, How morbid. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's the fun of it, right? When you hear that bang, you can go back into the book and say, is this related to this crash? <laughs> um, but it, it's actually an interesting book. He doesn't go into as much detail as I would like, but I think for most people it would be a uh, – a great read uh, because he's, he's light on the details, but kind of gives you enough enough depth to understand uh, what the accident investigators went through uh, on the crashes.
1: Makes me think of fight club.
0: Ah. <laughs> yeah. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I was kind of, kind of open well, the Padre'd be here. Cause uh, another book I did read over the holidays was the first phone call from heaven. <laughs> by, by Mitch album, narrated by, and you know, it sounds right away. It sounds like you know some kind of like you know Christian propaganda thing, and it kind of did start like that. And I almost gave up the book halfway through because it did sound like one of these, you know, like Westboro Baptist Church propaganda pieces. But it kind of does redeem itself in the end, leaving it a, a kind of up to your imagination.
1: Uh, is that the Tuesdays with Maury guy yeah. and the, the <laughs> 10 people you meet in
0: heaven? Yeah. 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 Tell you what. You know, it starts off really cheesy, and I was thinking, oh my God, this is one of those Christian propaganda books. Like, what is this? Like a, Was this published by the Watchtower Press, you know, kind of thing? But towards the end of the novel, it does kind of redeem itself because it leaves, like any good sci fi novel, it leaves the ending really up to you, up to your imagination. Uh, and it does kind of discredit the whole thing at the end, but uh, interesting read first uh, phone call from heaven by Mitch album. I'll leave it at that. I'm not going to give it a thumbs up or a thumbs down. I'll give it a thumbs sideway kind of thing.
1: It's pretty chicken.
0: Yeah. yeah. I'll post a review on the site soon.
1: This, this very well, <laughs> may be, and and this might be show title. The first non-explicit book guys in a long time.:
0: Oh, fuck that, It's got to be explicit. Oh, <laughs> you
2: gotta, now you got to edit some.
0: Stuff. Now I made it
2: explicit. Well, he already had to edit because you already talked about the Japanese gangbang years.:
0: Yes, Oh there you go. Very good, Craig. So guys, we got we got to figure out in the new year. Are we going to keep doing the weekly and have book news and keep it timely? Or are we going to go just book reviews and book chat and keep it timeless? I I think Sir Jimmy and Craig, we all got to sit down to a sort of all hands meeting and figure out what we want. Because for me, looking back, this is episode 95. Some of the older episodes seem dated because book news takes up half of the show. So I almost want to split off Book Guy's show to be a separate entity where we just talk about books, and that's always timeless. I mean, you know, we could talk about Agatha Christie now, and we could have talked about her 50 years ago, and it'd be timeless. And maybe split off the timely book news to be a separate segment called Book Guy's Book News.
1: I think that's a great idea in another dimension, we know it's not gonna happen, so what so what we need to do is do what we like to do or quit doing it together, which is, hey, let's get together, let's talk about books, let's talk about whatever, yeah, and people want to listen to that or they don't, yeah, and if they don't, that's fine, but I don't want to do anything
0: else no, now, Jimmy, I know we got the 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 big the super Bowl coming up soon,
1: yeah, my birthday's the day after Super Bowl, by the way.
0: And I'm told that that both teams are from states where marijuana is now legal. (laughs) Wait a minute. Hold on. Wait a minute. (laughs) Now, now where's the the Super Bowl being played this year?
1: New Jersey. Oh, it's going to be in New Jersey.
0: Oh, Jersey. So it's not legal there.
1: No, it's an outdoor stadium. The first time they've had it somewhere other than, like, Miami or – or a dome, New Orleans, or oh, a dome geez. stadium. Oh, it's
0: going to be cold, cold in Jersey, isn't it?
1: Oh, it's going to be. We got the uh, what? The, the Arctic polar vortex is going to be swirling. Christ,
0: it's cold here in Toronto right now.
1: I didn't realize. I read today Toronto is the fifth most populous city in North America.
0: Oh yes, and it, by the way, it's pronounced Toronto. T O R O N A. There's there's okay. there's only one T in Toronto.
1: So where's this Rob Ford interview?
0: Hey, hey. <laughs> Settle down. The man's busy. He's losing weight, alright? He's got like thirty pounds down. Ah, oh, he's it's that stress. This is the only man in history who loses more weight after he gave up crack.
1: Hey now <laughs>
0: <laughs> You know be here all week. When the media in Toronto was saying, Oh, he's on crack, I was like, No, no, no. The man's three hundred pounds, he's not on crack.
2: <laughs> See and that's you know the the politics angle of the super bowl that's really what i'm worried about this year is uh what traffic lanes are going to be shut down on the way to the stadium oh yes
1: <laughs> yeah yeah for sure <laughs> yeah. whoa hey that's pretty timely that's book news right there
2: <laughs> that'll be a good book when it comes out the shutdown of the bridge
0: and guys yeah. we got we got to settle down on uh, an ebs day uh, another podcast we do folks emergency broadcast system which we haven't done in months.
1: Well, you know, we're just, I guess we're stocking up.
0: And uh, Craig, I know you don't like the whole talking book thing, audiobooks, but we are going to be recording shortly a, uh, an audio drama that I've been writing for a while. I'm still working on it. I'm, I'm into the third episode. I just want to get all, all the episodes done before we record, but uh, hopefully, Craig, you'll join us and uh, give us one of your funny voices. Certainly. <laughs> oh, certainly. There you go. So we got Are you boy- still
1: uh, thinking about doing the book about the, you know, with the guy that did the stuff that's in the, the place now with all the craziness?
0: Absolutely. And, uh, Sir Jimmy, would you uh, help? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. You know,
1: I'm excited about that.
0: And, and, of course, we're talking about the manifesto of the Unabomber. Crazy motherfucker that he was. He killed a lot of people. And uh, we all heard about this manifesto and thought he was just an idiot. But who uh,
1: wants to sit and read the
0: manifesto? Right, exactly. Who wants to sit and read it, right? No one does. No. I don't. I'd I'd rather listen to it. And I I looked into it, and no one's done an audiobook, even though it's public domain. So I think what we're going to do, Sir Jimmy, is we're going to read it. Yeah, sure. And I've been uh, breezing through it, mostly because I'm a listener of No Agenda and a Knight, like you are. We are Knights of No Agenda. Mm -hmm. And I keep hearing Adam Curry talk about how intelligent this man is, despite him being a murderer, and he did some really stupid things. He blew up a lot of people, and, you know, he was just an idiot.
1: Yeah, so did did Ronald Reagan.
0: But, you know, I've been reading through his texts. My God, was he an intelligent man, and he makes some really good points.
1: Sure, he taught at Harvard.
0: Good Lord, he taught at Harvard. He's not an idiot. You know, even though he killed a lot of people, blew up some bombs— He's a very intelligent man. I've been reading some of the manifesto, and my God, but you know what, Sir Jimmy? It's like eighty pages. <laughs> it'll be, it'll take us a while to get through. And and hopefully, if we do get through it, we can coax uh, Adam Curry to uh, to write and, and narrate the intro and give a little intro yeah, to can do a foreword. to who he was. Right, exactly. So maybe, uh, Sir Jimmy, that'll be our project. We'll pick a, a you know a night of the week. We can take turns doing, you know, one, two, three, four, five, and go through it. But the man was semi-intelligent.
2: Sure. Well, right, and may, I think you should also y'all should do an afterword of after his manifesto, because, I mean, even you said it. You said he killed lots of people. He killed three people. Right. That doesn't even qualify as a mass shooting if if it was all No, you're,
0: you're right. He's killed a lot less people than Obama <laughs> has and Bush had. You're right. Uh, I, think
2: his, uh, I think his police sketch
1: artist drawing is a hundred times more famous than anything that he yeah,
0: said or Sir Jimmy. Or anything. That's the media, right? Like, you know, like every time you see a picture of Rob Ford, he's got his mouth open. and He looks stupid because sure. that's what the media wants. Right. <laughs> sure. You know, if it was one of his, uh, you know, combatants in the, you know, Toronto realm, they'd be, they'd be smiling and have a good look on them. I mean, you think about it, these, these, You know, these uh, these press guys have high speed cameras, digital cameras that take, you know, like a thousand pictures every five seconds. And they always pick the one where your eyes are closed and you look stoned. Like if I was to take a thousand pictures a second of you doing whatever you do, I can pick out one that makes you look high, you know.
2: You know, what would be interesting is we should write him a letter and ask him what his reading list is. Yes. (laughs)
0: So, Craig, I hope you'll do a couple of voices for our uh, audio. It's a science fiction audio drama. Sir Jimmy, we got to get together soon because I'm guessing that the the Unabomber Manifesto is going to be about, here's my guesstimate, is about five hours.
1: Okay.
0: It's a long one. I would listen to that. Now, I wouldn't sit and, and read you know, a 50,000 page book.
1: So that's about four minutes a page.
0: Right. Pretty much. It's, it's a long manifesto.
1: <laughs> and there's probably a lot of, uh, mush mouth and words. Right. In there I'm going to have to.
0: And, and I can not guarantee that it'll end up on audible just because of the content. And, uh, you know, how much the mainstream media does not like this man at all because of some of the things he says now that I've read most of it. Um but if uh, we can't get it on Audible we will post it for free on the internet at bookguys.ca and at please remind me what's the name of the place where all the folks put their audiobooks for free at uh, you
1: know that place absolutely oh you mean uh
0: No, (laughs) patiobooks.com will accept it regardless of content. And like I said, the man is intelligent and he's almost, he almost reminds me of like an Arthur C. Clarke, who was, of course, uh, one of the greatest sci fi writers of all time and the inventor of the uh, satellite as we know it, communication satellite. But he is so forward looking. He's looking like 50, 100 years ahead. I think society.
1: he's like the. I think he's the next, age, nineteen eighty four author. Yeah, Orwell. Yeah, like an Orwell. No, he,
0: he's ahead. definitely. You know what, uh, Sir Jimmy? Uh, you know what? And let's read it together. And as we go through it, you will see that he is so forward-looking, so so forward-looking, almost like a Clark. But he's talking about politics and and you know the state yeah. of humanity. He talks about like cyborgs and you know, the, the, the state of, uh, you know, electronics and technology. In, you know, there are a couple of, you know, like I said, he, he breaks it up into paragraphs, one, two, three, four to 150, 151. And some of them, you'll, you'll read them and go, yeah, you're a nutbag. And then the next one you'll read go, wow, that's genius. It really is fascinating. And I think that a lot of folks that wouldn't read it as a dead tree book or buy it might listen on Audible might pay five beans on Audible to listen to it, or might listen to it for free on Podio Books or in the Book I stream. I think this is something, I agree now with Adam Curry that this is something that should be read. And I know that a lot of No Agenda li- listeners are as lazy as I am and won't read it, but they might listen to it for five hours on a commute. I think this is something that has to be put in the audio format. And once we're done, I'll ship that off. First person that gets it is going to be Adam Curry, and i hope that he would and i'm not going to write it for him i hope he will write a little intro as to who the man was maybe you know even if it's 5 minutes and he'll post that and send it back to me and we'll put that as the intro to the actual audio narration
1: i think it's a worthwhile if if not worthwhile an interesting endeavor, only because I would like to consume that content myself. And if nobody is going to read it to me, goddamn, I'm going to have to read it to the whole freaking world.
0: That's right. You know what? If no one's going to do it, we might as well do it ourselves, right? Yeah. And uh, Mr. Damlo, I'm going to find at least one or two characters that you are going to be part of the Traveler's audiobook. Yeah, Perfect. And we are gathering about 20 or 30 of our friends, uh, some of them professional narrators, some of them not. It's going to be all over Skype.
2: Wait a second. More than uh, four people on one Skype call? You hope
0: you're breaking that up. <laughs> hey, it's audio only. We can do that. <laughs> so, so this has been a, a sort of a mini Book Guys show episode because we're back. we're back from break. We'll come back uh, maybe later in the week. To do episode 96, or Jimmy, you up for that?
2: Yeah, i tell you
1: what. You say many episodes, but i tell you what. I think it's the best episode we've done all year.
0: I think so. <laughs> the first episode all year.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think that's this probably like the last opportunity I'll have to use one of those all year jokes.
0: <laughs> so, uh, Craig, Jimmy, thanks, guys. We've given the folks some food for thought, a couple of books for they can check out. For, did I just say for they can check out? Sure. I sound like Ricky from uh, Trailer Park Boys. Far to go.
1: <laughs> yeah, I started watching that again. That is <laughs> underrated.
0: So, for to be listening to. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, for to be listening listeners.
1: <laughs> hey, uh, you, can't, you can't hold me to that because I didn't understand my rights because I was high.
0: <laughs> That's right. I got that picture from you, Jim. It's a great clip. <laughs> uh, coming in uh, April, April 23rd. Don't legalize it. Trailer Park Boys 3 and right around that time, season 8 of Trailer Park Boys uh, apparently the boys have purchased the rights from uh, Showcase they now own the rights, they have filmed a whole new season uh, it's going to be internet only and whoever will take them, whether it be Showcase or Netflix and basically they're censor free and uh, they, have, they have stated you can't even imagine how much better all of our seasons would have been if we didn't have network sensors breaking yeah. our balls every 10 minutes. So, episode eight is probably going to be epic. The greatest television Canadian ever.
1: Well, I'll tell you what, I'm glad that we're back.
0: We're back, baby. Craig, Jimmy, thank you. We'll see you we'll next see you week, look- folks. Rock Train <laughs> Book time. Same. Book channel. <laughs> See ya, Greg. See ya. Take it away, Jeff.
2: Stay tuned, book readers and book listeners. Book Guide Show will
1: return next week. Same book time. Same book channel.